tonight we are going to be uh, building out a little bit the city of White Hollow, uh, which is another city on the continent of Akoros. Um, it is t- located uh, southwest of Duskwall, still on the coast. It is connected uh, to Duskwall and the Greater Empire by rail lines and uh, by, by sea. Like Duskwall, it is surrounded by lightning barriers and protected from spirits by the Spirit Wardens. Per John Harper, uh, I, uh, I I met with Sean Nittner, who works at Evil Hat, uh, while I was at Gen Con, uh, and I mentioned our plans for building out White Hollow, and he was like, oh, let me just text John and see what he has to say about White Hollow. Uh, so a, a day after Gen Con, uh, I got an email from Sean saying that uh, this was sort of John Harper's, uh, you know, two-sentence blurb on White Hollow. It was a small town of artisans that transformed into the primary staging area for the military during the Unity War. Getting your White Hollow letter meant you were drafted. The Unity War uh, was the war waged by the Empire on Scovelin. Uh, basically to bring Scovelin under imperial rule. Scovelin was the last holdout of all of the, uh, the, the continents, the nations. They were very resistant to joining the Empire, um, understandably so, because the Empire has treated them like crap. The Unity War lasted 36 years, and it ended only a few years ago. Duskwall is home to uh, a lot of Scovelin refugees who fled the fighting. And White Hollow previously had a really huge military presence because this is where the ships and soldiers going up to Scovelin uh, were launched out of. That is what we know about White Hollow. Um, so we're going to go through some questions and uh, build out this city a little bit more uh, before the magpies go there for a visit. So, the, the first question that I have on my list is a pretty basic one. Uh, what is the climate and local environment like? We kind of know what Duskwall is, which is kind of constantly cold and foggy. Anybody have thoughts on what it might be like in White Hollow? See, I don't know how possible this is because there is no sun in this setting. I have to keep remembering that. Yeah, but I mean, there's, it's, you know, magic. We can hand wave a fair bit. Okay. So what what are you thinking? I really like the idea of having this be the equivalent of some kind of beach town, have it be a little bit warmer. Some places are a bit of tourist traps. Yeah, I think it it is further south. Oh, it is. So I can definitely, yeah, it's, it's south, uh, it's southwest of Duskwall. It's not like super, super far south. Um, but it is further south than Duskwall. So I could definitely see where it's warmer. Yeah. Yeah. It's about sure. a third of the way down Akoros. Yeah. All right. So it's a bit warmer than Duskwall. Uh, there's beaches. I don't know how much people still want to go swimming in the Void Sea, but there can still <laughs> be beaches. Maybe instead of the Void Sea, um, it's it's kind of like lake beaches. Freshwater beaches. Ooh. Ooh. So there's inland. Li- so there's, it's still on the coast. Right. So it's almost more like a delta then. Oh, Maybe. I like that. Like Cairo or something. Yeah. Yeah, we could say maybe a river goes through those mountains that are a little bit inland from there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There could absolutely be a river coming out of there that, yeah, I like that. 
so yeah, once you you get inland a bit, there there are beaches on like the lakes and the river. That's cool. I like that. Anything else we want to talk about with the the local environment? Like, I feel like there's a general sense of humidity. Like, Duskwall is foggy. Yeah. This place is just wet. <laughs> <laughs> the Florida uh, of Akoros. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, that's it. L- let's not go that far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not that hot. It cannot possibly be that hot. <laughs> no, no, it, it's not going to get that hot. But it is, it's a, and it can be a little bit warmer. And, yeah, I like that, that it's, you know... Yeah, you're just kind of damp constantly. Yeah. Anything else we want to add on there? I I think that's good. Okay, cool. So next question. What is a unique natural feature, neighborhood, or district in the city? I have a natural feature for you. Yeah. So I'm thinking like before the cataclysm, it was Mm -hmm. just a pretty small river. And it all got splintered into all this Delta nonsense, which, you know, kind of messes with the sea level a bit. Uh-huh. So a reef off the coast now lies partially exposed. It's it's like a big mountainous fantasy reef to begin with, right? Oh, that's so cool. But, like, there's, because it's the void sea and shit is weird, there's still stuff alive out on the crags, and it's not, like, forest and mountain life. It's, like, weird sea hybrid shit yeah it'd be like amphibious oh that's really cool dope josie Woo! i may have cheated by looking ahead and thinking of this yeah that's <laughs> hey that, that is fine um i'm gonna have to put this back at the beginning uh but um the questions that i'm asking a couple of them are just from me thinking of sort of basic questions i would want um but a lot of them are drawn from the town building section of kids on bikes oh, and okay. the the city building section of descent into midnight I just sort of looked at the the lists of questions for both of those games and pulled out a lot of the questions that uh, that I liked that felt like they were relevant for our uh, our planning here. The next question on my list: um, How big is White Hollow compared to Duskwall, both in terms of population and sort of geography? I believe that White Hollow has a smaller population, but it's spread out over more space, so there's less density. That makes sense. I was going to say, I feel like it's it's going to take up more geographical space just because of that delta yeah, that, we, that like we've established. A lot like lower plane, like that typical height is like one or maybe two story buildings. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think you could get maybe a little bit higher in Duskwall. Yeah, Duskwall has buildings that are like, they don't have skyscrapers yet, so they're not going to be able to get much above like four stories. Yeah, but, but like two stories is tall in White Hollow. And then the hotel was six stories. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. So we've got up to we've got up to yeah, it was six stories. Okay, so they've got up to six floors, which is doable even before you've got um, steel framing. Yeah. Which actually, at this time, they've got to have steel because they have railroads. Well, the railroads preceded steel framing and architecture because the first oh. skyscrapers in Chicago were in like the 1880s. I'm getting on a tan. Well, so, like, it, skyscrapers are still pretty new, I think, in Duskwall, because it's essentially Victorian era, uh-huh. so they wouldn't be able to, like, really, yeah. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> my brain is going faster than my ability to tell when people are talking. I'm just imagining that Imperial City is growing upwards, and Duskwall yeah. hasn't got there yet. Yeah. 
yeah, that would be super, super cool that, yeah, the, uh, the Imperial City has legit skyscrapers. Okay, anything else we want to say about the, you know, size of White Hollow? I do, I like the smaller population. I think that makes sense. Duskwall is kind of supposed to be a metropolis. Because it was a staging area for the military, a lot, a lot of the draftees ended up coming from here. So, like, their young male population is, or not even young male, because it just yeah, it would be it would their, be yeah. yeah their young population is like well under decimated. Yeah, yeah. yeah so oof, oof. Hey, it's blades in the dark. This was never going to be a, a cheerful place to visit. Yeah, <laughs> but it's different. It's a different place. Okay, so next question: What is the government like? And I want to remind that up until recently, it was probably just straight up run by the imperial military. It might still be, it might not, but yeah, what do we, do we have thoughts about how? I feel like a lot of the military people who were in charge just kind of, a lot of them just retired and essentially retired from the military, but kept their jobs a little bit. So it's like a military aristocracy. Ooh, that's cool. And like, maybe a lot of them weren't nobles and shit beforehand, so it's like a burgeoning noble class rather than an established one. That's cool. I like that. So, do you think it would be structured similarly to Duskwall, where they so Duskwall is run by a council of nobility, right? Uh, or well, there's a lord governor, and then there's a council of nobles that sort of advise and pass laws and things. Do we think it's a similar sort of council setup? Or more of a military hierarchy? You know, it's probably military. Mm-hmm. They still kind of follow those structures. Which I imagine causes some tension, because there's probably people who are similarly ranked, who are, like, jockeying for who, who actually holds authority. I, I feel like there's still this general sense of, like, meritocracy. Like, ab- obviously not really, mm-hmm. since it's... It's a lot of privilege to get there, but it's probably a lot more cutthroat within that ranks, within those ranks, like people trying to oust each other or prove they're better than the other one. Yeah, 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 I like that, that it's a... It's like less that there's upward mobility, but there is downward mobility. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Anything, any other thoughts on how the, the government works? I don't think that you all will be, like, dealing directly with the government very much, but... Mm -hmm. It depends on how much trouble we get in. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that there's any remnants of the pre-war government? Like, or at least, like, do they adopt, like, titles that came from the old government while mostly remaining? interesting. Well, so it was originally a small town of artisans. Oh, so it was probably Uh, run by, like, guilds. Oh, shit. What if they rebranded as a guild, though, after the war? Oh, So yeah. now they're the guild in charge, even yeah. though they're not an artisan guild. I like that. Oof. And the, the the handful of artists who remain hate it. Oh, hate it. That's cool. I like mm-hmm. that. All right. Next question. What industry is White Hollow best known for? I imagine that if it's become a military state now, that... It's probably really good at making arms. There's probably a big blacksmithing uh, community. Okay, that actually would make sense with they probably there probably was like 
smiths and and metal workers in the city from being artisans who got strong-armed into this production oh and they're probably yeah they're at least benefiting a lot from the continued military presence yeah Yeah, so well so i think that's going to be another question how much of a military presence is there still do we think because i feel like it could go one of two ways either there's still a heavy imperial military presence in the city or after the war ended, the Empire might have been like, Ooh. okay, this has been very expensive. We're pulling most people out now. I, I could like see it going either way. Lot, actually, I kind of because... like it being in transition. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely mm-hmm. would be, still be in transition, but it's a question of is it transitioning? I think it's transitioning away, but the people who stayed and like caught themselves up as guild masters, like they don't have a lot of connection to the the central HQ of the military. Yeah. But they come from a military background, so there's still this sense of militarism around, but, Mm -hmm. like, the actual military isn't there. Yeah, and I imagine that a number of people, like, you know, when the war ended, they just, you know, got piled onto the the ships and brought back from Scovelin and unloaded here, and, like, I can see where a lot of soldiers would have just been like, well, I guess I live here now. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You know, depending on just sort of whatever, what conditions they left from, staying in White Hollow might have been more appealing. Like, if you were mm-hmm. living in desperate poverty, you know, maybe this is a, maybe this is a <laughs> chance to start over. Do we think there's, like, a tourism industry here? My inclination is no. Yeah. Because I think White Hollow still has that negative connotation from the draft. Yeah. That, yeah, there's still that slang of, you know, your White Hollow letter. Um, I was actually thinking about that of kind of the intro to next episode um, where like, you know, you all are on the train and the conductors going to be like, oh, White Hollow, you all enlisting <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. You all get called up for something, you know, like people, I don't think people go to White Hollow yeah. for fun. Here's the thing. I think 50 years ago, it was a fashionable vacation spot. Probably. So there's still, like, remnants of that around, but it's, like, former glory that's long gone now. Yeah. So, right now, it's still primarily... that It is still a place that's producing a lot of arms and weapons. Okay, so I feel like we have... So we have kind of the past. It, it used to kind of have the tourist industry and art. Currently, or at least very recent past, producing a lot of arms and weapons. Do we think that they are kind of sticking with that? arms manufacturing or is there kind of a push to move into something else i can see where it would stay as being arms production given who's in charge Mm. but if there's more advances being made in steel this seems like a good place for that to happen Ooh, yeah like in terms of uh because i mean smith work seems to have become their main thing i could see where innovations might happen here Okay, I'm going to change. So their their industry now that they're known for is just sort of smithing and metalworking generally. Um, so we've got arms, manufacturing, factoring, and steel production. I'm so I'm so depressed about this city already. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it used to be this cool little artist commune. We we started with vacation spot, and now it's. Now it's a yeah a, a, a tool a tool of the military industrial complex. Duskfall. <laughs> well, in this case, it's not Duskfall. It's the Imperial City. Imperialism. 
Uh, I don't think you all will ever make it to Imperial City, which is okay. Yeah, yeah. I have. This I isn't have that sort of game. I yeah, don't think. yeah, no, I, I don't want to meet the yeah. emperor. Yeah, we're taking a hard left and going into some like high level political intrigue. <laughs> Next question on the list. We've kind of already started to talk about this a little bit, but we might come up with something else. Um, what is White Hollow famous for? What is it famous for? I mean, yeah. we already know that it's what it's famous for in recent history. Yeah. And even like, I guess 50 years ago? I don't know. Maybe there's some other, like, it has to have other, like, history yeah. and story to it. Because mm-hmm. it's an old, it's an old place. Yeah. Having some kind of fun, like, big historical legend with it would be quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Let's, let's, Okay. So what have what have we got so far? Um, we've got this Delta, the Giant Reef, Guilds of Artists. We could go ancient history. We could go pre cataclysm. I mean, we're we're currently almost eight hundred and fifty years after the cataclysm. Yeah, but stories are still around about it. Yeah, like, uh huh. Not a lot of stories, and they're pretty badly warped by time, but. Yeah, there could have been something pre-cataclysm or around the cataclysm. I like going that far back, though. I kind of do, too. What if the reef is said to be, like, the skeleton of some great beast that used to live there? Ooh. Oh. Oh, dear. That's my shit. Like it's the spine of Leviathan or whatever. Yeah. Something uh, much larger than a Leviathan. Yeah, something greater than a Leviathan. Oh, yeah. A no, pre- when I was using it, using it, I was talking capital L biblical Leviathan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it is said to be, like, have some kind of protective nature for the city. The fact that they, maybe they slew it and, like, having it there is, like, some form of protection for the city. It's the white worm. Ooh, yes! Ooh. And I, so I like the idea that, yeah, it's like there's, you know, like this weird, you know, black coral and plant growth and, and stuff, but it's all growing on like these white, like bone like structures. Mm-hmm. Ooh, like that's really coral. cool. I assume you meant worm spelled with a Y. You know, I'm good with either O or Y, but I was I'm, picturing with why? a Y. Why? Yeah, why? yeah, so was yes. I. Yeah. So I do like the idea, because I, I like it when there's always, like, at least some little nugget of truth to these legends. I'm wondering if there's something about, like, the way the reef is positioned, that it protect it does protect the city, whether or not this legend is true. Just the fact that it's a big natural mound out there, I imagine, like, flooding and tsunamis and stuff just don't break ground yeah. on the city because it's yeah, out there. Yeah, that's kind of what it. I was thinking. Yes. I I don't live on a coast. I was like, how how do coasts work? I live in the middle of the country on a vast flat plain. I don't know how this works, but maybe it does something. Yeah. I like that idea that it it actually does protect the city from yeah, flooding and tsunamis. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. I like that. That's, so there's probably, like, a bunch of taverns and, and establishments in town that, like, reference the white worm in their names. Or, like, oh, there's a local drink. It's like if you go to yeah. New Orleans and get a hurricane. Uh, <laughs> I like that. 
the white worm. It'll fuck you up. <laughs> white worm, welcome to White Hollow. Yeah, you're gonna die. <laughs> this thing will ruin you. What's that evil Chicago drink? Ugh, Malort. Malort, yep. Yep. No, it's not Malort. I refuse. No, the- I draw. You're- it's it's not. White worm isn't as bad as a Merlot? A Malort. Malort. I refuse to put Malort in this game. Okay. I, I okay. cannot. Even as terrible, as terrible <laughs> as this setting is, it is free of the scourge. Fuck. It's what like drinking it's- paint thinner and death. So this local drink. Yeah. I just like the idea that it's white because it has like goat's milk in it or something. Oh, so like a white Russian kind of. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I-, I think it just probably has a shitload of different alcohols in it and i feel like a bunch of bars in the city all have something called a white worm on the menu and it's all made with like the the common thread is like goat's milk and then you know some vodka like alcohol but then everybody has their own twist on it Uh uh-huh this is great i love this very much this is cool. Um, okay, infamous for I think we've established the draft is pretty much I think what it's going to be infamous for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's probably still a lot of undue resentment aimed at the town because, <laughs> like White Hollow as a town city is not responsible for the draft, but when you have a war that lasts for thirty six years, symbols could be scapegoats. Mm-hmm. Economically. White Hollow is prosperous, stagnant, floundering, something else. What do we think? I think it's stagnant, right? Or would floundering be better? Because I feel like it's frustrating because the draft is over. People want to get things back to the way they were. But now all the military people there are being obstinate and trying to be their own nobility and stuff like that. Yeah. I like the idea building on it being a transition period that maybe, like, there's less demand for the arms stuff Mm -hmm. and less demand for the military stuff, so they're sort of in a transition period figuring out, okay, so what is there going to be a demand for that we can do? Yeah. I think I'm going to add on to this. I think that, like in Duskwall, there is a um, growing unionization effort. Mm. Oh, yes. So I think it depends on who is in the union. I I feel like it makes sense that the former guilds, right, are pushing unionization because it lets them prosper. And then the military is like, nope, we're in power. Stop that. Okay. Former guilds are backing the unions. It's kind of like, well, we can work with this. (laughs) I feel like if guilds and artisans used to be the rule before the military came in, like that, I think that as a structure protect probably was at least afforded more protection for people. Yeah, because that, that was the whole idea of, a, of an, you know, an artisan guild back in the day was that like, if you were a member of the guild, yeah, you had to pay dues and meet certain standards, but also, you know, you had certain protections. So like, they're, they're drawing on that old organization. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. Left. Yeah. Okay, so I, it probably is then pretty similar to how Duskwall's um, unionization is going, where there's a, a pretty strong union movement, but it's being very violently opposed by the powers that be. I think we've already got factions going. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I structured these in this way for a reason. Okay, next question. 
What is a unique element of the local infrastructure? Something about transportation, how trade works, emergency services. Um, this could be kind of the police force. Um, the police force we could also address in the, the notable local organizations. But um, what do we think? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I had an idea. You do? Yeah. Ooh. Does anybody else have an idea? Because I don't want to uh, no. jump on people. No, okay. I'm good. So we established that we've got the city. I'm imagining that the city is kind of built around this delta, right? Right. So there's a lot of, of waterways and things. What if the central market is a floating market? Yes, yeah. like it's Venice. Yeah, so you've just got like all of the like, you know, a lot of the merchants just have boats. The sh boats all just sort of float out in this massive market and you just like there. I imagine that there's like gangways and stuff that you can walk, but then there's also, you know, uh, they're a version of the gondoliers that will take you around. Do we do we like that? Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Side note: We need to somehow someday bring Tangletown into Magpies because I love yeah. that shit. Yeah. What is Tangletown? It's it's a thing in Crow's Foot. Um, a big Leviathan hunter sh like sh sank partly in the river, and now it's just got a neighborhood, a floating neighborhood on it. Huh. That's fun. It's also neutral ground. Yeah. Yeah. Criminals are not allowed to fight there. Interesting. It's important because Crow's Foot was until recently torn apart by gang war. Yeah. Following off on this thing, there's also just, you know, like in Duskwall, a lot of bridges. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like market bridges are a thing. Like oh. in Venice, there's this bridge called the Ponte Vecchio, which is a thin bridge, but just straight up has shops on either side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, over God, the water. I love that. I love bridges with buildings on them. Yeah. That's, yes, I love that very much. Whereas Duskfall is very distinct in its neighborhoods, and there's not much on the bridges dividing them. Right. Um, I think, I think there are, the bridge that connects um, the kind of the main part of Duskwall to White Crown, which is kind of an island out in the bay, that's the, like, really, really expensive neighborhood. I think that that bridge does have some uh, some homes on it. I'm not 100% sure, though. Gotcha. All right. Um, anything else we want to add to that? I, 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 I just had an idea for law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it's pretty much the same, except they're the gray coats, because it's like, or whatever color military uniforms are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... Oh, that's kind of jumping onto the next question. Huh? That's okay. We we needed to... I'm going to treat law enforcement as a separate thing because we absolutely have to know what the law enforcement is like in the city. Um, right. So, like, everybody... You, you each will get to add something in terms of the local organizations, but then we'll also have law enforcement. I don't know what the uniforms look like. I don't know what the colors of the Empire are. It would make sense to have it be, like, I mean, this is a little on the nose, but have it be like a royal purple dye or something like that. I don't know why I picture red. I was thinking red, too. Let me look. I'm going to do a quick search in, in the PDF to see if I can figure out if there's any anything um, about the, the imperial colors in here. Right. But while I'm looking that up, the, the next question on the list is, what is a notable local landmark? 
Um, and I'm thinking of this in terms of like, cause we kind of had the, you know, a unique natural feature. That's something that is natural. This landmark I'm thinking is something man-made. I was thinking about maybe like a clock tower Ooh. that has like maybe fun clockwork in it. Ooh. It has fun clockwork and since it was made by artisans, it's very ornate. It has like silver, yeah. um, you know, filigree around the edges and whatnot. It's one of those ones that has like a little scene that plays out at certain times of day. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think maybe it has like two sets of numbers on it or some way to indicate military time now. Oh, okay. So the 12 hours after dawn are numbered and the 12 hours after twilight are usually named according to local custom, which varies from city to city. Maybe they have the original White Hollow names, but then they also have the Imperial City names, which is what the military uses. Ooh, Ooh. yes, that's very good. Okay. Yeah, I think that's going to be the version of military time, is that when, because when you're in the military, you need everybody to be operating on a standard set of, of names for the hours. Mm-hmm. And they I like need to that. be distinguishable. Yeah. yeah, so it like, God, it looks so shitty too. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like it was this beautifully, like everything was perfectly measured and crafted, and then you've just got these extra 12 names like welded on. Oh, <laughs> I love it. That's awful. Cool. Okay. Do we want to add anything else about this clock tower? Where do we think it is in the city? See, I was thinking it was central. I was going to say, it's got to be smack dab mm-hmm. in the middle of it, right? What if it's like the Guildmaster's Hall where the council used to meet? Yeah, okay, yeah, I was trying to think of some sort of big meeting area. Yeah, do you think it's part of that building? Or I'm also sort of picturing like there's the Guild Hall and then there's like a plaza outside where the yeah, clock tower is? Yeah, I was thinking is. like in the center of like a, a circular plaza. Nice. What do we think this Guildmaster's Hall is used for now? Um, Maybe that... The military turned that into their HQ. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They just yeah, it's the garrison. Yep. Oh, oh, that sucks so bad. It's the mm-hmm. local garrison, and I think that's where the the military leadership meets. And that was where they processed all of the drafties and shit. Oh, that sucks so bad. So you'd have people like lined up and thronging this plaza. Oof. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's so good. Okay. Um, so for this next one, we're going to talk about, so this is what is a notable local organization. So let's start by talking about law enforcement, and then each of you can come up with some other organization that can kind of fall into any of the major categories that we have in Duskwall. It can be a criminal gang. They can have to do with labor or trade. They can be kind of one of the weirder fringe groups. Um, but let's start with law enforcement, because that is going to be relevant. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. So, Josie, you had suggested gray coats. Yeah. I like it, but I want it to be gray. I'm like gray and red or gray and purple. I like gray and red. I was going to say gray and red. I think the uniforms, like, it, they're almost indistinguishable from the standard military uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> because they would have had so many of the damn uniforms lying around after 36 years. Right. But, you know, maybe since it's hot and humid, they've, like, taken some of them in or shortened the sleeves or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking kind of like, I'm picturing like kind of a light heather gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With dark red. Uh, yeah, I was a heather gray with a maroon. I can see that. And are we thinking that they're 
you know, so the blue coats in Duskwall are basically, you know, uh, a gang backed by the government. How do we think the gray coats operate? I mean, they're they're fractions of the military led by yeah. the m- former military people. They're a fucking gang. Okay, well, I'm like. going to latch on to something you said that they're factions of the military. What if the gray coats are not really a unified force? Oh god! What if you've got oh, people? It's like, well, I served under General So and So, and so I'm loyal to them. And oh, then you've got god. other members of the gray coats who are like, well, I served with Captain So and So, and I'm loyal to them. That's that's definitely because these is. are basically all rogue military people now because they're not yeah. part of the like official structure anymore. Yeah, I don't. Oof. So yeah, I, they're like, it's. I think everybody formally retired for the most part. I don't think that they've just kind of gone completely rogue, but I think that they're still operating in those very military structures. Uh, so yeah. So yeah, I think that func- like they, they operate like a bunch of gangs. So they actually might be less effective because there's a ton of infighting. Yep. Yeah. But they might be competing for territory like gang gangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. But that means that then, like, they they probably spend as much... I, I think that the complaint mm-hmm. about them is they spend as much time fighting each other as they do, you know, dealing with crime in the yeah. city. God, there's, like, faction politics within fa- faction politics in mm-hmm. the city. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Okay, so yeah, so they are probably, yeah, not a super effective police force. Right. Whereas the blue coats are, like... Like, you don't want to mess with them too much. They are effective when they come after you. Yeah, yeah, because they are bringing down the full united force, generally speaking. Like, there's always little rogue elements, but for the most part, right. they're, a, they're a solid front. Okay, so we've got law enforcement. Now, each one of you can add an additional organization. I have a weird idea. One of the old guilds, like, called the Delver- Delver's Guild, or if we want to get silly, the Scuba Guild... <laughs> I think our whole idea was to go down in the water originally around the reef, but now in all the canals and lakes and deltas um, and dig shit up, essentially. Like, part of that is just like, you know, archaeological and they bring up old pottery and stuff or they sometimes find sunken treasure or like, you know, like little bits of relaya or something like that. Um, like, they just go down and bring up weird shit. That is awesome. And, like, the reason they're still going is, like, the military, for the large, for the most part, doesn't give a shit about them. Yeah. Because they're just kind of doing their own thing. That's really cool. I like that very much. They're not overtly occult, but if there's a guild that is occult, it's probably this one. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly occult. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can absolutely see where, like, you know, a hundred years ago, somebody in this group, you know, found some, like, powerful statue of an ancient god. And they low-key all worship it. That's really cool. I love that a lot. They're probably also really interested in that legend of the worm. They, yeah. probably, they probably are trying to find that as well. Yeah, they probably have, like, the best maps of the, the reef mountain. Oh, where's me so fucking to this? <laughs> God, that's cool. Okay. Please, can we play with the cultists? Please, 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 can we play with the Viper's Guild? <laughs> that's very cool. I like Delver's Guild. That's cool. 
Um, okay. Uh, Kim or Minna? Uh, Let's get some more groups in here. Yeah, Josie. Josie took my occulty weirdy thing, so now I gotta. <laughs> well, we can always have more than one weird occult thing happening here. <gasps> I, we should probably have at least one local criminal organization. Yeah, now the criminals could also be into the into the occult. That's true. But you know, you got to figure out whose toes you're going to be stepping on by being here. I have an idea, just to... Um, I think we've got the Queen of Fortune, um, and Ooh. she runs, like... She pretty much runs the gambling scene in the city. If you try and, like, Ooh. nose it on her turf, you are in trouble. So, like, yeah. all the casinos, any yeah. taverns where they have card tables. I like that. And I bet she's still doing well, because if there's one thing off-duty soldiers like to do, it's drink and gamble. Mm -hmm. I think she probably made her fortune during the war, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. Do we think that she is, like, kind of a um, a well-known public figure? Like, there are some criminals that, yeah, you know, like an Al Capone type, where they just sort of show up and be like, yeah, the fuck are you going to do to me? Um, or do we think <laughs> she's more, like, shrouded in mystery, where it's just like, oh, the queen of fortune, nobody actually knows who she is and what she I, looks like. I like shrouded in mystery. I think she's shrouded in mystery, but if you ask around enough and she's interested, she'll send someone out to get you. And she maybe sometimes makes deals. Yeah. If you need something. I don't know if you'll meet her, but I, I so like, I like the idea because this war went on for about 40 years. I like the idea mm -hmm. that she's like in her 70s. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, how does she feel about cheating? Don't get fucking caught. And what happens if you do, if you do get caught? I feel like first offense, you lose some teeth. Second <laughs> offense, you lose a hand. Ooh. And there is no third offense. <laughs> I want the third offense to be that she has some, like, massive... I'm just picturing those, like, fucking Everglades gators. Oh. That she just has oh, one yes. of those that she fucking feeds you to. Yep. No, like, forget the three strikes thing. She just has fucking pet gators. Like, you don't want to get fed to those gators. Yeah, but I like that it's, like, it's not that you can't cheat. But if you cheat uh -huh. badly enough that you get caught, you'll be fed to the gators. Yep. Yeah. That's very good. Yes. Her top lieutenants have, like, uh, gator skin boots that are made out of the ones that, like, get old and die. <laughs> All right, Kim. Yes, I have an idea now. I think we should start diving into the specifics of one of the artist guilds. Um, yeah! That's still sticking around. I'm thinking either silversmiths or goldsmiths. Um, okay. But, but I don't know how common, you know, in a place that's so war-ravaged that the goldsmiths would still be around, maybe just a silversmith. Yeah, so I like silversmiths. Yep. Ooh. All right. Yeah, we can just call it silversmith skills. Well, you know, I'm I'm putting that down as a placeholder. If you've got a better name for it, I, by all means. I'm. I mean, just to keep things, you know, setting wise, make it fun. If yeah. I had a different name, I would, but I don't right now. I'll be open to that, but otherwise. Um, yep, they're an artisan's guild that deals in not only, like, you know, jewelry and finery and probably, like, fine silverware and whatnot. They also contributed to the decorations on the clock. So mm -hmm. they also do architectural uh, silversmithing that's decorative. See, I just thought of something 
that's like a little bit further back in our history than like this period, but mm-hmm. a lot of the engravers in like the Revolutionary War era in America were yes. silversmiths. Yes, that's true. Hmm. And they did a lot of like protest art during the war. Minna, so that's I don't brilliant. Know if that's yeah. Anything. Yeah, yeah no, I like absolutely. that. As artists, they would be totally opposed to the war. And yeah, there's probably some kind of like polyvir type in there. Oh, there's like underground like engravers and publishers and shit. Yes. Mostly related to the Silversmiths Guild. Yeah, I like the idea that they were kind of the leaders of the, the anti-military or the, uh, protests yes. during the war. That's very good. And I think that's why, like, I think a lot of the other guilds just completely fell apart during the war, but I think the fact that they had this ideological basis, like, held them together. I I can see that a lot. So what are they up to now? I imagine they are not popular with the ruling government. No, they're probably not popular, but besides just surviving, I like to imagine that they're probably helping rebuild because there's probably a lot of things that have fallen into disarray, so they're trying to help not only because they have the foundational skills to put things back together, but also, you know, bring things back to their former glory. Yeah. I mean, if this was a big thing even before the war, I imagine that, you know, white hollow silver with a mark from the guild is worth quite a bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, man, I can see during the war where, like, they would, you know, craft stuff for these military officers that, you know, I I just have this idea of silverware that they, like, baked poison into. So that, like, over over the course of months using the silverware, they just got sicker and sicker and sicker. Just, like, the slowest assassination. That's brilliant. Yeah, just because they hold power because they're so ubiquitous in, like, minor ways. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's that, like, White Hollow Silver is well-known outside the city, mm-hmm. and within the city, they're, like, they're too entwined in the city's identity and history um, for the leadership to just crush them. Right. Because they know that if they do, like, hell will break loose, so they have to tolerate them. Yep, that's right. exactly it. I'm still trying to think of a name for them, and my brain just keeps going back to, like, moon or stars i'm trying to think of like what's silver in the yeah world. i mean both of those would work we've got some time you can come back to to a name okay yep if if you like bolt upright in the middle of the night just message me okay <laughs> you're like i've come up with it the perfect name my brain keeps going to like the silver spinners instead of the silver smith the silver smiths that's cool i like that yeah yeah so they're so just the silver spinners is what they're yeah, called. Yeah, well, yeah, the silver I like spinners that. Guild. Cool. I like this a lot. This is such a. I'm so bummed. We're only spending an episode here. Uh, I mean, no one's saying we can't like do another Blades game in White Hollow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is so cool. Okay. So the next question is another one that's going to be from each of you, um, and these will probably be a little shorter, but what is a notable element of the local culture? Um, this can be fashion, food, art. We already touched on art a little bit, I think, with the, um, the white hollow silver, some sort of religious thing, just one element of the local culture. It doesn't have to be something that is like well-known outside of it, but just something that's kind of uniquely white hollow. So because... This is a river delta town, and it has fresh water that probably has wildlife that is slightly less toxic than 
what lives in the void sea that um white hollow is known for very good freshwater uh fish dishes yeah yeah it's got a pretty decent sea uh pretty decent i shouldn't say seafood because it's not from the sea yeah it's got freshwater it's got a good pescatarian selection (laughs) (laughs) good old white hollow salmon yeah 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 salmon's fresh salmon probably um uh crawdads oh yeah Mm. probably really good eel good freshwater eel yeah. Ooh. Okay. Oh god, I bet the eels are really weird in this setting. Oh, they're so fucking weird. How weird. <laughs> Alright, no, that's a tangent. I go away. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I like that. So, Josie or Minna, what else is something I, we got? Yeah. I think a lot of just, like, quirks of custom, like, their alternative to exclaiming, Jesus Christ, or bless you, or, you know, little elements of the dress, or... You know, just, like, weird dialect quirks Mm. are actually remnants of, and no one knows this, like, at all to to everyone, it's just normal, are actually remnants of some forgotten god's worship. Ooh! Only the cult of the forgotten god would know that, and obviously there's been tons of linguistic drift and the like, but it's just baked in there. I like the idea that there's some gesture that people do that like you know how like when we're leaving someplace you just like wave your hand of like some gesture that's like that of like everybody's just like oh this is just how we say farewell but it's actually like a a, a corrupted version of like the sign of blessing for this god gotcha Um, i think they people kind of wave in like a semi salute like it's mm. like you know your index and middle finger and then your thumb and you just kind of wave like that Okay, so rather than your whole hand, it's just the... I can picture it. Yeah. See, they call it a bubbler because... Back in the old... <laughs> Back in the days of old. The ancient bubbling god. Yes. Spew forth from the sea. <laughs> That's cool. I like that. Yeah, that there is just this... <laughs> ancient forgotten god that... Everybody, I could even have been like before the cataclysm that everybody worshipped this god. Yep. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Uh, all right, Minna. Um, I know I keep drawing on real world war related shit. Yeah, but I just no, love do the it. idea of like an underground movement of war poets here, sort of like <gasps> yeah, post World War One so style. Good. Because I'm super into anti imperial bullshit happening. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Please. I think anti-imperial intellectuals might be my little happy niche. Was that <laughs> well? They, that was was that that group of writers was the lost generation, right? That's what they I were. I don't called? know what you call them. I'm just talking about people like Wilfred Owen and Siegfried Sassoon, like post World War One. I. I don't uh, know what you call that movement of poets. Yeah, it, that's that's what it is. That the writers who were like Ernest Hemingway is kind of the iconic one of that. But yeah, all of those writers who were working like writing in reaction to the the war. I now I'm just thinking that there's a burgeoning burgeoning Dadaist movement within that circle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm gonna say war poets and and other writers um, because that's I mean like the that yeah. generation is Hemingway. That's Fitzgerald. That's like. Give me the Dada. All of those. Uh, yeah. That's cool. Da 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 da. 
uh, growing Dadaist. Yes. Oh, that's a that's a phrase. Yeah. Dada Dadaist esque. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, art movement. Uh, yeah, that's that's a, a mouthful. Art, am I right? Uh, <laughs> is there anything um any particular like well known poets that are starting to get some attention within the city? Anybody who's standing out? Or or any any other like details you want to add to this? Because I'm super think, into this. I think someone published a book or pamphlet or something that got banned oh like it was just too incendiary so like the military powers crushed it yeah god it was like fucking allegorical but the least subtle allegory you've ever Mm -hmm. heard of and the villain of the piece was the immortal emperor (gasps) oh Oh, shit do you think a novel Either that or, like, an epic poem. I don't know which would be more likely. Nope, it's an epic poem. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, as soon as you say something's illegal, everyone's like, ah, uh, I need it immediately. Yep. <laughs> That's really good. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna write it. I'm not gonna write a poem. <laughs> if any of you want to write a poem, Godspeed, but I'm not gonna write a poem. I'm just putting that out there right now. Just Listen, so you have your expectations set. I'm already over here with my fucking collective of like semi anti imperial North Sea historians that yeah. have not taken on a life of their own in my brain at all. Leave <laughs> me alone. <laughs> Very good. Mina, you're good. Yes. Last couple questions. What is a prominent natural what is a prominent natural, religious, or cultural event that is important to the city? What if there was, like, an exhibition day that was, like, that used to be, like, this is when all the journeymen show their masterworks off? So it's just, like, a big old like, street festival with people showing off, like, the cool shit they've made? Yeah. It almost evolves, and it's probably in the future going to evolve into almost, like, a world fair type thing. Oh, yes! Yeah! That's so cool! Um, okay. I have questions. What is it called? Exhibition day is okay, what I had fine. already, but I okay. don't know. I wasn't sure if you had a different name for it. Okay, so exhibition I don't have day. a better name right now. That's that's fine. How was this celebrated? If it was celebrated during the war, what did this look like during the war? Did it happen at all? Did it happen in a greatly reduced capacity? I think it happened, but there had to be like military drills or like a changing of the guard component. Mm. There was definitely like, cut to funding. show off weapons. Yeah. yeah. And I think there was a lot of pressure for, like, the works that you showed to be uh, supporting the war effort. Mm-hmm. Right. Ugh. We're really getting some insight into the imperialism of the immortal emperor yeah. here. Because the whole deal with Duskwall, right, is, is that it still kind of had an insular local identity. And this is, like, what happens yeah. when a city couldn't maintain that entirely. Yeah. Imagine, well, yeah, he, this is why Scovelin fought so hard. <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> they saw the fucking writing on the wall. Yeah, the stupid historians living in my brain are all about that. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to add anything else to, to this? Um, I think it's had a resurgence now that the war is over. And now this is where, like, this is like the one day where those underground, like, anti-war people can, like, show their true colors before they go back in hiding for the rest of the year. So I feel like there's also been the military, like after seeing people do kind of be more open about their, their anti-military anti-war protesting during this event. Like there hasn't been any kind of like 
uh, revolt or, you know, riot or attack yet, but there's an assumption that it'll happen. And so, like, I feel like the, the amount of, like, military presence or gray coat presence uh, at this thing keeps, like, slowly ramping up every year because they're just like, you all are going to try something. God, there's going to be a riot one year. I'm actually thinking that one year, it's not going to be this year when you're there, but there's going to be where because all the gray coats are at the festival location, everything else is unguarded and they're going to blow up some, like, massive military structure that was left unprotected. It's going to be great. I'm proud of them already. They haven't done it yet, but I'm proud of them. (laughs) This last question is also the last question that is asked when you're doing city building in Descent into Midnight. And it is uh, probably one of my favorite questions for world building. What is something small but special that (sighs) most people take for granted? I feel like it was touched on already and it was silverware. White hollow silverware? Yeah, like, it's not common in this time period for people to have normal-ass silverware. It's all, like, thoroughly alloyed or just made to seem silver. hmm Right? Right. But, like, here, everyone has, like, little things made of silver. Like, maybe it's just silver in general. I like that it's specifically silverware because that's very okay. utilitarian. And, like, when, if anyone goes out of the city, it's like, what, what do you mean your silverware isn't? Made of silver. Yeah. Why is it called silverware then? <laughs> what, what is this crap? <laughs> it's like, yeah, because it's like, it's cheap here. Like, anyone can get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are mountains somewhat inland, so I think there's got to be some big silver mines in those mountains. Yeah. Um, there's probably, like, a smaller mining settlement there. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think that there's probably, like, a train line that runs between them. Cool. Because, like, in Victorian areas, silverware was, like, a sign of, like, class and nobility. Yeah, that's why you're always, like, you know, maids run off with the silverware, because it's literally made of silver, and you melt that shit down, and you're set. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Um, Okay. Well, I really like this this city that we've made. Yeah. That we've put together here. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really... I do not know how much of this you're going to be able to interact with. I'm going to do some some planning over the next week and a half. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, there, there is a lot here that you all could explore. And I think this also is going to help me figure out where the hand of Kotar is. Yeah, I'm excited about this. I'm very much looking forward to the next next couple episodes where you'll you'll be out of dust call for a little bit. Um, I'm so excited. I know, I am too. It's going to be cool. Um, so thank you all for helping me. Uh, well, I'm not really helping. You all did 90% of the work on this. Thank you all for building this place. <laughs> I It's going to be really cool. I'm excited about spending a little bit of time here. Love world building. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. 